Hello and welcome to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny. Today is Wednesday, October 11th. We are halfway through the week. I hope that you all are having a wonderful day. Now, if this is your first time listening to the show, I want to say welcome. Welcome to My Daily Trivia. My Daily Trivia is a 10-round quiz show with no specific themes, no specific topics, and no specific categories. We do, however, have a new episode every day, Monday through Friday, with each day getting progressively harder. So, of course, today is Wednesday, which means that today is the middle of the week, which means that it's going to be the middle in terms of difficulty. It's the Goldilocks day. It means that it's not too hot, not too cold. It is just right. But then again, if this episode is not just right for you, in fact, if you find this episode to be a bit too challenging, I think uh, I think you should still check in tomorrow. You never know. You might surprise yourself. You might have a good time. We'll have fun. We'll have fun tomorrow. I think you should listen anyway. And as always, on the other hand, if you find this episode to be a bit too simple, well, tune in tomorrow on Thursday. We're going to make it a little bit harder. So without any further delay, let's get into today's round of questions with question number one. Considered a loan word from Greek, what is the name of the dip or sauce made of strained yogurt, cucumbers, garlic, and other seasonings? And that dip or sauce is called tzatziki. Tzatziki, or teritor, is a class of dip, soup, or sauce found in the cuisines of Southern Europe and the Middle East. It is made of salted strained yogurt or diluted yogurt mixed with cucumbers, garlic, salt, olive oil, and sometimes with vinegar or lemon juice, and herbs such as dill, mint, parsley, and thyme. Now the word tzatziki appears in English around the mid-20th century as a loanword from modern Greek. They, in turn, loaned it from uh, the Turkish from a Turkish word, which came from an ancient Persian word, uh, which has its roots in a few different locations. In any case, I, I couldn't get a real straight answer as to what the word might mean. And on this show, I love finding out what the words mean. Couldn't quite do it, so needless to say... We can define tzatziki as a dip or a sauce with strained yogurt, cucumbers, garlic, and seasonings. Moving on to question number two. What was the code name for the top secret project in which the United States developed the first atomic bombs during World War II? And that, of course, is the famous Manhattan Project. The Manhattan Project was a research and development undertaking during World War II that produced the first nuclear weapons. It was led by the United States in collaboration with the United Kingdom and with support from Canada. From 1942 to 1946, the project was under the direction of Major General Leslie Groves of the United States Army Corps of Engineers, and the nuclear physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer was the director of the Los Alamos laboratory that designed the bombs. Of course, the movie 
Oppenheimer came out this past summer. I personally loved it. I know it had mixed reviews. I think that it was a great film about this whole Manhattan Project, specifically about J. Robert Oppenheimer. And if you haven't seen it yet, I recommend that you go watch it. So, once again, that code name for that top secret project, that was the Manhattan Project. Question number three. In addition to his iconic Marilyn Monroe portraits, Andy Warhol also created a famous series of paintings featuring what brand of soup? And of course, the answer there is frankly the only brand of soup that I know. That is Campbell's Soup. Campbell's Soup Cans is a work of art produced between November 1961 and June of 1962 by American artist Andy Warhol. It consists of 32 canvases, each measuring 20 inches in height by 16 inches in width, and each consisting of a painting of a Campbell's soup can, one of each of the canned soup varieties the company offered, uh, at least at the time. Now, the works were were Andy Warhol's hand-painted depictions of printed imagery deriving from commercial products and popular culture and belong to the pop art movement. Now, in researching this question, I took a look at some of the paintings. I don't get it. It's not my uh, my, not my um, cup of tea, not my can of soup, if you will. I uh, personally don't really understand the attraction to it, but I can understand that perhaps at the time it was maybe quite revolutionary, especially in the uh, in the beatnik scene that Warhol was part of. Uh, so, all of that is about the Campbell soup cans painted by Andy Warhol. Moving on to question number four. Archaeologists have found evidence of popcorn in ancient burial sites in what continent? And that ancient popcorn was found in South America. Popcorn is a variety of corn kernel, which expands and puffs up when heated. The same name also refers to the foodstuff produced by the expansion. Now, corn was domesticated about 10,000 years ago in what is now Mexico. Archaeologists have discovered that uh, that people have known about popcorn for thousands of years, and fossil evidence from Peru suggests that corn was popped as early as 4,700 B.C., making that corn that they found, that popped corn, about 6,700 years old. Moving on to question number five. How many U.S. presidents have been assassinated? And I'll give you bonus points if you're able to name their names. And the answer there is a tragic four presidents. Four sitting presidents have been killed. Uh, Those in order were Abraham Lincoln, killed in 1865 by John Wilkes Booth. 
followed by James A. Garfield, assassinated in 1881 by Charles J. Guiteau. Then it was William McKinley in 1901 by Leon Choltskoy. And the last and most recent one was John F. Kennedy in 1963 by Lee Harvey Oswald, allegedly. Additionally, two presidents have been injured in attempted assassinations. There was the former president, Theodore Roosevelt, in 1912, and Ronald Reagan in 1981 by John Hinckley Jr. In all of these cases, the attacker's weapon was a firearm. And I personally find the uh, Theodore Roosevelt assassination attempt to be the most shocking. He was shot by a man named John Flaming, uh, or excuse me, John Flaming Shrank in 1912. Theodore Roosevelt had something in his pocket. I think it was his glasses case, if I'm not mistaken. And that slowed the bullet down enough to, uh, to have it lodge in his chest. But it did not kill him. As a matter of fact, the president went on to then uh, then finish the speech that he was giving. Allegedly, he uh, cleared his throat and said, it'll take more than that to kill a bull moose, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's a pretty cool thing to say. Um, he, of course, survived, and that gives us just the four that have been assassinated. And again, bonus points. I know we're not really doing that, but bonus points if you're able to name them. Moving on to question number six. The Eternal City is a nickname given to what European capital? And the Eternal City is Rome. Rome is the capital city of Italy, and Rome's history spans 28 centuries. While Roman mythology dates the founding of Rome at around 753 BC, the site has been inhabited for much longer, making it a major human settlement for almost three millennia and one of the oldest continuously occupied cities in Europe. Eventually, the city successfully became the capital of the Roman Kingdom, the Roman Republic, and the Roman Empire, and is regarded by many as the first ever imperial city and metropolis. Now, it was first called the Eternal City by the Roman poet. Uh, his name was Tibullus, and he called it the Eternal City for the first time in the first century BC. Now, technically speaking, he's not wrong. That city is still there. So, so far, it is eternal. And if you haven't thought about the Roman Empire yet today, well, now you have. Join me. I think about it almost every day. And now you have thought about it today as well by thinking about Rome, the eternal city. Moving on to question number seven. What mythical term refers to a startup with a market valuation of more than $1 billion? And the answer there is a unicorn. In business, a unicorn is a privately held startup company valued at over one billion US dollars. The term was first published in 2013, coined by venture capitalist Aileen Lee 
choosing the mythical animal to represent the statistical, statistical rarity of such successful ventures. CB Insights identified 1,170 unicorns worldwide as of June 2022. Uh, past and current examples of unicorns include ByteDance, SpaceX, and Stripe. So quite an impressive feat indeed to have a startup business valued at more than a billion dollars. That, again, is called a unicorn. Moving on to question number eight. What is the name given to Indian food cooked over charcoal in a clay oven? And the answer there is tandoori. A tandoor is a large urn-shaped oven, usually made out of clay, originating from the Indian subcontinent. Since antiquity, tandoors have been used to bake unleavened flatbreads, such as roti and naan, as well as to roast meat. The tandoor is predominantly used in Western Asian, Central Asian, South Asian, and Horn of African cuisines. The roots of the tandoor can be traced back over 5,000 years to the ancient Indus Valley Civilization, one of the oldest known civilizations. The standard heating element of the tandoor is an internal charcoal or wood fire, which cooks food with direct heat and smoke, thus giving us the food that we call tandoori. Now, I myself just went to an Indian restaurant a couple days ago, had some tandoori chicken. I can't confirm that it was uh, technically cooked in a large urn-shaped oven made of clay, but I can confirm that it tasted quite good. So once again, that, uh, that food cooked over charcoal, that is called tandoori. Moving on to question number nine. Which vitamin is produced by the body when it's exposed to sunlight, something that decreases in the fall and winter. And that vitamin is vitamin D. Now, vitamin D is technically not a vitamin, but rather be considered more of a hormone. Vitamin D is a group of fat-soluble, um, I'm going to mispronounce this word, I'm sure, but it's a group of fat-soluble secosteroids responsible for increasing intestinal absorption of calcium, magnesium, and phosphate, and for many other biological effects. In humans, the most important compounds in this group are vitamins D3 and vitamins D2, a major source of which is UV light or sun exposure. Now, as mentioned before, that of course goes down in a lot of people in the fall and winter months. And so if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, then I recommend you try to get as much sunlight as you can, despite the weakening sun rays and despite the shortening days. On the other hand, in the Southern Hemisphere, shout out to our Australian listeners, you don't have to worry about that. You're getting into summer. You'll be just fine. So once again, that is vitamin D, a critical vitamin, technically a hormone, that is absorbed by the body from sunlight. 
Moving on to our final question of the day, question number 10. What larger variant of the sweet banana is frequently used for cooking? And the answer there is plantains. Cooking bananas, or plantains, are banana cultivars in the genus Musa, whose fruits are generally used in cooking. They may be eaten ripe or unripe, and are generally starchy. Many cooking bananas are referred to as plantains or green bananas. In botanical usage, the term plantain is used only for true plantains, while other starchy cultivars used for cooking are all are mostly called cooking bananas. Nevertheless, plantains and cooking bananas are a major food staple in West and Central Africa, the Caribbean islands, Central America, and Northern South America. So once again, that is the plantain, the cooking banana. So that will conclude this round of My Daily Trivia. If you found this round to be a bit too simple, I encourage you to check in tomorrow on Thursday. We'll make it a little bit harder for you. On the other hand, if you found this episode to be a bit too hard, to be a bit too challenging, I still think you should listen tomorrow. We're going to make it fun, and you might have fun too. As always, I want to thank all of you for listening to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny, and I will see all of you tomorrow. <laughs>